So it is Independence Day. Happy Independence Day. Although there are some people today that don't seem to enjoy it as much as we do. You know, this is one of my favorite holidays. Not because of our freedoms. No, not because of fireworks. You, uh, spoken from a true pyro, right? You like fire, don't you? Well, hopefully we'll see some of that fire in here today from the Holy Spirit. No, I, I, I was referring to, we live in Gaylord, Michigan. And, uh, you know, most holidays aren't all that pleasant. But usually, July 4th is a nice day. Just saying, you know, one, one of, we, you know the, the old saying, we have two seasons, July and the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> but it is nice to experience some nice weather, and hopefully you'll be able to stick around afterwards for a picnic, because we're going to have all kinds of fun, uh, fellowship, and if, if you got that memo and you saw it, we had to scratch out the hamburger because we had so many hot dogs left over. We need you guys to eat lots of hot dogs today. Where's Marvin? He's going, no. You're going to have them ready, though, aren't you? You're going to have two? We'll have plenty of hot dogs, and there's a ton of food. So please, even if you didn't bring a dish to pass, don't, don't worry about that. Just come, because there's all kinds of food. Amen? All right, let's pray, and then I'm going to start. Father, again, we are humbled to be in your presence today. And we thank you, Lord, that you sent your son, Jesus, to pay the ultimate price to set us free from our bondage, from our sin. And Lord, today we are free because of Jesus. Lord, we dedicate this service to you. And I pray that if there's anyone here today that struggles with who you are, that today would be the day for breakthroughs. If there's anybody here today that just needs to say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin, Lord, I pray this is their day for salvation. And Lord, if there's anybody here that just needs to be encouraged, we pray today that you would fill them with you, Holy Spirit. Give them all that they need today and encourage this whole body, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, we are going to be looking at Galatians chapter 5 here in just a minute. What it means to be free in Christ. Through his blood shed on the cross of Calvary, we have been freed from so many things. We have been freed from sin, from guilt, from shame. We have been freed so that we can serve, so that we can love. And I've shared my testimony many times, but before I met the Lord as my Savior, I didn't know how to love people. I had an idea of what love was, but I, even there, I think my, my view of it was wrong. But after I met Jesus, he showed me how to love. He helped me to open my heart to first trust him and then to trust those around me. And it changed who I am. It changed who I was, and it still today changes who I am. We are also free to worship the King. Amen? which we've been doing this morning. Awesome worship. Awesome time of worship. Through Jesus Christ, we have been given everything we need to be free. Can you say amen? amen. John 8, 36, a very 
famous passage of Scripture, and it's usually shared about this time of the year. So read it with me. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now this isn't just any Son, is it? It's, it's not small s. It's not, I'm a son of Claude Oberlin. But I'm a little s. Notice, this is capital S. This is the Son of God. Hallelujah. Can you get excited about that? So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now, normally we just read that Scripture. I just want to back up just briefly. Two verses before this, and this is Jesus talking. He said, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a what? A slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. Now you have to understand that he's He's speaking to the Pharisees, the religious leaders of his day. And he was telling these men that the way they had been doing things, the way that that they were loading the people up with all kinds of, 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 you have to do this, you have to do that in order to please God. It was binding them up more than it was freeing them. It wasn't working. They're legalistic religion was not enough. They continued living in their sin. And the only way out was through Jesus, God's Son. But the Jewish leaders, they refused to accept Jesus as the Messiah. And instead, not only were they bound up in their sins, but the people they led were as well. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Now we have reason to celebrate today. Don't we? Because the Son, if you have put your personal trust in Jesus, if you have called on His name and said, Lord, forgive me of my sins, make me a new person, then you're born again, according to Scripture. And you are free from your sins, from your trespasses. But that freedom can be used in two different ways. Can it? That freedom, it it can be used to worship God, but it can also be used to sin. We can lavish ourselves with earthly gifts. We can treat people other people like garbage. So we have a choice. Love God and others, the golden rule. Serve the church, be a blessing, or be selfish with what you have, what God's given you. Treat people like less than human. So let me ask you this morning, what do you do with your freedom? What do you do with the freedom that Jesus has given you? He paid the price for it. What do you do with it? I want to look at Galatians 5, and I'm going to start with verse 1. I'm not going to read the whole chapter because we we don't have time. 
but I'll, I'll allude to some of it briefly. In Galatians 5.1, I want you to see how, and this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church in Galatia, and, and he's telling them things that Jesus already said. Who taught Paul? Jesus. He said that. He had direct access to Jesus when he was first confronted. <laughs> Remember the road to Damascus, what happened? He's all of a sudden, he's like, ha what happened? The Lord blinded him for a few days just to get his attention. Did it work? Uh-huh. And as a result, Paul realized the error of his ways and he began to follow the Lord and the Lord taught him everything he needed to know. That's why he could call himself an apostle. So I want you to see the, the similarities here. So, and, and this is my red letter stuff. So Christ has truly set us free. Can you say that with me? So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure, say this with me, now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. I want to look at this today. I want to look at what this means for you and me. Now the similarities, hopefully you see them. The Apostle Paul is saying, once you're free, it's easy to take that freedom for granted and to begin doing things that don't bring God honor. That's our job, isn't it? As vessels, as, as uh, people who love the Lord, our job is to bring glory to our Heavenly Father in Christ's name. Are we doing that? You see, there are people in the early church, they were pushing to bring the law of Moses back in to the church so that people would actually get circumcised again in order for them to be saved. And Paul called them out. He said, are you kidding me? This is heresy, guys. Don't let this kind of stuff work its way in. He came against it very strongly. These people were trying to earn the freedom that Jesus had already given them. Can you redeem yourself? No way. We will never be able to redeem ourselves. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus. Say that with me. Only Jesus. So what is Paul challenging the Galatians to do here? And it's really quite simple. He's saying, get back to the basics. You know, there's, there's never a bad time to do that. When you start thinking you're all that, get back to the basics. When you start wandering from the truth, get back to the basics. When you start mistreating your, your spouse, your children, your neighbor, get back to the basics. Jesus, Lord, forgive me. Help me with this. Holy Spirit, Jesus sent you for this day. Help me to be strong. That's how all of us need to behave. It is by God's grace that we are freed. Amen. Not by any man-made means. We can't do anything to earn our way into heaven. It's a gift from God. Can I get a witness? Amen. 
There was another part that Paul was emphasizing here, and this is the part I'm really trying to get at today. You see, he was speaking to the church. As believers, we must never think that because Jesus set us free, that we have the liberty to do whatever we want. To choose a life of sin, if you will. If a person continues living a lifestyle of sin, then he or she cannot be a part of God's family. And I'm going to share this. This is actually in this passage in a few minutes. And I'm referring to repetitious sin. If you have put it under the blood, if you have confessed your sin to God, and you, it, it's, I'm not talking about that once-in-a-while thing that every now and then you, you make a mistake, you sin. I'm talking about repetition. You go back to it and back to it and back to it and back to it and back to it over and over and over and over and over. It might be getting drunk. It might be looking at pornography in the middle of the night when everybody else is asleep. Whatever. A lifestyle like that removes you from the kingdom of God. We're supposed to control our flesh rather than the flesh controlling us. And if you're in that place, I've got good news for you. If you're in that place where your flesh controls you, there's help today. When I conclude this message, I'm going to talk about that. But a sinful lifestyle only leads to bondage and there is no freedom in that lifestyle. Now Galatians 5, 2-12, through 12, I already talked about it a little bit. Paul is talking about the heresy in the church, how they were demanding that the new believers, the Greeks, get circumcised in order to be a part of God's church. Obviously, that was not from the Lord. I want to take off from verse 13 here. And I'm reading from the NLT today. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. How many could say, hallelujah? <laughs> but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's good wisdom. That's very good wisdom. Jesus came to serve not to be served. When we come to church to be served, we miss the whole point of Christianity. The way of God is to serve one another. Some of you figured that out. Some of you haven't. Rather than thinking of ourselves and, and what the church can do for me, we should be thinking, how can I bless my neighbor? How can I bless my family? How can I bless my community. And I, I actually mentioned this last week. If you come in here and you're thinking in the back of your mind, well, that preacher, man, he better be good or I'll never come back to that church. 
You know what? It's not my responsibility to feed you. It's your responsibility. And it's not just that little half hour, 40 minute message on Sunday morning either. You need to be feeding yourself all week long because if you don't, the flesh is going to conquer you and the devil, if, to be frank, he's going to kick your behind. That's good preaching if I think so myself. Hallelujah. Galatians 5, 14 and 15. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Where have we seen that before? Who said it? Hello? Yeah, Jesus. The golden rule. Paul is just mimicking what he heard from the Lord. Read that next verse though. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. What the apostle is pointing out is it's really simple. If you do verse 14, you won't have verse 15. But if you don't do verse 14, which is what? Love your neighbor. If you don't do that, then you're going to have verse 15. You get it? Is that simple? Is it, is, does this just apply to the church? Man, you could take this home. If you are struggling in your household with tension and contention, and backbiting and fighting. This is why. Because you need to love one another. Just as Christ first loved the church. And if you don't do this, this other is going to follow. The flesh is going to win. Verse 16. <laughs> this is kind of the, the capstone right here. So I say, let the Holy Spirit, say this with me, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Why did Jesus say, go and wait until you are filled from on high? This is why, because He knew, yes, you are saved, but you can't continue fighting this battle day in and day out without help. Without the Helper. Capital H. That's why God sent the, the Holy Spirit. So that He could guide us. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Point at yourself. Sinful nature. Listen, when you're born again, you still live in a body. This body is carnal. It's flesh. And it doesn't like being told what to do. It's under the curse. Thanks to Adam and Eve. Sorry. But we can be victorious. 
Can't we? As long as we are filled with God's Holy Spirit. The next couple verses, he talks more about this. He says, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Can you see this conflict taking place? You see the battle? These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. That's why we need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit, and we need to be in touch with Him on a daily basis. A man was working at a McDonald's, and a lady came through the drive-thru, and she ordered a hamburger without mayo. No mayo. She gets up to the drive-in, the window, gets her meal, pulls off to make sure it's right, and guess what's on it? For those of you mayo haters, nothing uglier than that. Right? So what does she do? She gets out of her car, storms in, and says, I asked for a hamburger without mayo. And what did I get? Mayo. And she hits the guy in the face. With the mail. The person on the other side of the counter was a Christian. Can you imagine the flood of thoughts and intentions that were going through this man? What did he want to do? <laughs> And he thought, not going to do it. Ma'am, I'm really sorry that we messed your order up. Give me a hamburger without mayo. This time do it right, boys. He gave her the hamburger and she left. He knew who she was. She was from another church in that community. And a couple days later, she called and she apologized. But in that moment, what happened? She let the flesh take over. She had a choice. I can get angry, I can get justice, my own kind, or I can be nice about it and just say, hey, I asked for a hamburger. I mean, really? Mayo on a hamburger, come on. It, I'm just saying, she could have done it so many other ways, right? And every single day, and I, I'm not making this up, if you think about it, you always have opportunity to do things righteously or not. And that's what Paul's saying here. These two forces... They're constantly battling. And if, if you're not in tune with the Holy Spirit, guess which one's going to win out? 
I thought, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. But this is saying that these forces are always going against each other. They are. And that's why we need this. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation of the law of Moses. God's law. When the Holy Spirit guides you, you are free. Now, this next part is lengthy. Just meaning there's a lot of words in this list. Paul goes into a little bit of detail about fleshly desires, and then he goes into spiritual desires. And I want you to ask yourself as we go through this list, and I'll go through it quickly, which list dictates who you are? Which list controls you? You ready for this? When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts. Some of you are saying, that's my house. No, you're not saying it, you're thinking it. Outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division. Some of you are saying, that's my church. Shame on us. Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. This isn't a fully encompassing list. These are just some of the things that signal, that make it clear who is controlling their flesh and who isn't. And if this is you practicing this stuff, your flesh has control. Let me tell you again, Paul said, as I have before, anyone living that sort of life will not, will not, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So the person living in the Spirit what do they look like? Those led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. I want you to notice something. I'd never picked this up before, but this is actually broken into three segments, or you can look at it that way. The first three, love, joy, peace. This is God word. God deposits this in us. Jesus said, I have come to bring you peace. My peace, I leave you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Thank you, Lord. And God loved us so much that He sent His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Love is Godward. It's a, it's a reciprocal thing. When you plug into God, this is what goes back and forth. You should be walking around with the biggest smile on your face. 
I'm scaring you, aren't I? What about the next part of this? The next three. Patience, kindness, goodness. These are outward. These are toward our neighbor. These are things. When that lady went up to the the register, (laughs) she didn't have these. Patience, kindness, goodness. These are things you have to work at. Because it's so much easier to get angry. It's so much easier to tell somebody what you really think about them. But it takes goodness and kindness and patience to put up with the stuff people throw at you. And the last three, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'd never thought of this before, but that word faithfulness, God wants to know if you're reliable. Are you reliable? Can He trust you? When you have the Spirit in you, when you are led by the Spirit, this should be a part of who you are. You should be faithful. You should be reliable. He should be able to count on you. I'm not trying to yell. It's just coming off that way. And gentleness. And self-control. And, and, and if you realize these first two, faithfulness and gentleness, it really shows that you're the master of your life. And that's what self-control is. It's saying you have mastered the flesh. Hello? These are the things you're going to see if you have the fruit of the Spirit. Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. You'll know his disciples by, their, by the fruit. When you're guided by the Holy Spirit, you have mastered the flesh and you produce spirit fruit. And guess what? Be- because of that, no law will judge you because you're living righteously. You're not breaking God's laws. That's why the law has no effect on you. If you break the law, yeah, you better be worried. There is no law against these things. Hallelujah. Final part of this, verses 24 to 26. This is the cool part, or at least I think it is. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, read this with me, read the red, have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross, and crucified them there. I want to read it again without help. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. You see, what ends up happening is we put stuff under the cross 
Then we go back and we get it again. Whatever that is. Whatever, whatever struggles you have. You've laid it at the foot of the cross and you go back and you dig it back up again. The apostle is saying, nail that turkey to the cross so that it doesn't come loose again. So it doesn't get on you again. So it doesn't affect you again. So it doesn't have control over you again. How? Because we're living by the Spirit. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Back to verse 24. And my question to you today. This word crucify is a metaphor. It's not saying you should hang yourself. There are some who feel that's what it's saying. It's not saying that. It's a metaphor. It's an, it's an example so that we can wrap around it to give us something to hang on to. We have to nail our lustful flesh to the cross. Whatever that looks like. Whatever that is for you. And you can't be nice about it. And I think that's what we do. Oh. Oh. I remember. Flesh, you remember? You remember when, oh, that brought me so much pleasure. Oh. Oh. But I put it over there. Oh. The Bible says, <laughs> nail it to the cross. I got a picture of this yesterday. I didn't realize how it was going to affect me today. The Lord showed me I don't know if you can see that. You probably can online because they can zoom in, but the Lord had me do this in the shape of a heart. He didn't tell me it was going to be so hard. Because this is my nail. Nailing my fleshly desires to the cross. He already paid the price, folks. But if we come back and, and we're up here like this and we're just, ah! leave it there. Crucify the flesh. Nail your sinful lifestyles to the cross once and for all, forever and ever. And don't go back and pull them up again. 
If you do that, then, then you will be truly free from your sins. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. These aren't the prettiest. My wife and I worked on this yesterday. It's just a nail. But I didn't want it to just be any nail, so what we did is we just painted it a little bit to look like blood, to be a reminder, a metaphor of us. Nailing our sins to the cross. Would you stand with me? I'm not asking anybody here to do anything you don't want to do. But I want to make sure that if you're here today and and you don't already know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that you have that opportunity to say, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Make me a new person today. And according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says that when you do that, the old man will be dead and you will become a new person in Christ. And if you nail whatever sin, whatever sinful lifestyle to that cross and you leave it there, (laughs) your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Once and for all, forever, you, when you this body gives out, when it's time for you to leave this earth, you will go to be with the Lord forever. And according to Revelation 20, 21, and 22, it is a beautiful place. Nobody's going to be disappointed. No sin, no death, no tears. God has prepared that for us, the ones He loves. But as Paul said, you will not inherit the kingdom of God if this is you. So I want to ask, heads bowed, please, just nobody looking around. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, will you pray with me? I want to pray that prayer. I want, to, I want God to forgive me today. Just lift your hand up so I can see it real quick. Yep, 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 yep. Anybody else? All right, now, this is to the rest of you. Maybe there are people in here today that you, there's something in your life And when you do it, it makes you nervous because in the back of your head, you're going, is this going to change who I am with God? He paid the price for you. He already did it. But you've got to leave that thing, whatever it is, at the cross. Maybe you've got an anger problem. Maybe you've been hurt. And because of that, you're unable to love others. I want to tell you something. God is more than able to bring healing to you. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, there's something I need to nail to that cross today. Without anybody looking around, please, would you lift your hand up so that I can see it? Hands going up all over the room. Thank you. I want to pray. And I would ask everybody here to pray with me, and then we'll close. We're going to pray first for your salvation, those who raise their hand. Just pray this prayer as if God were here 
in the flesh because He is here in spirit. He hears you. But just pray as though He's hearing your prayer because He is. You ready for this? Saints, pray with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my many sins, those known and unknown. And today, I give you my heart, my life, all that I am. I place it in your hands. Now help me to live for you. Fill me with your spirit and lead me into your ways. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now for those of you, there's something that that was just hanging, you're hanging on, or it's been hanging on to you, and and, and you've you've been struggling with this for a long time, maybe a lifetime, I want you to pray this with me. Father, break the bondage of sin over my life. I pray blessing, not cursing. And I give you this thing that's been hanging on to me. Now help me to leave it at the cross once and for all. Never to go back and pick it up again. And let this nail be a reminder of this vow I've made with you today. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesse, would you come up here? Here's what I want you to do. If you want one, come up. No, I want you to hang on to this. You can get yours at the end. Come up and get one of these nails as a reminder that you have left it on the cross. You have crucified the flesh and it's not going to hound you or haunt you anymore. It's under the blood in Jesus' name. Take one of these as a reminder. And when you start feeling that urge, you pull this out and you say, there's no weapon formed against me that's going to prosper. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in this world. It's under the blood. I've been forgiven Get behind me, Satan. And that's the attitude you've got to have. You can't play with this stuff. It'll kill you. So come and get one of these. Take it with you as a reminder. Father, thank you for this message, Lord. Let Let it just dwell within us and grow, Lord, and bear much fruit. As your church, help us to bear the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of the flesh. And Lord, we ask that you would bless our afternoon, the time together in fellowship. Lord, bless the food and the hands that have prepared it. And I pray it just be a glorious afternoon in Christ. Again, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Get everybody home safe when it's all over. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week in Jesus'.